Welcome along and everybody to the Red Card Radio News episode. Uh, this is hopefully your one-stop shop, the one place you need to come for news in and relating to the English Premier League. Um, my name is James. I support Arsenal. That guy's Brad. He supports Chelsea. Down below, that's Sean. He supports Tottenham Hotspurs. Uh, so hello. How, how are we doing today, guys? What's going on? Good. Right, you're not I'm fantastic. Not, you're not, you're not, you're not <laughs> fantastic anymore, Brad. This is the play. first... You know, we didn't. We our European matches were last week, so we just gotta wait to see who we play next. So I'm this good is the first right episode in about this is the first episode in about five. He hasn't been fantastic. I know. I'm. I'm a little worried. We should it's check true. on him. Should get it's the true. Uh, like the if it if anybody's in the Charlotte region, please comment below so you can go check on Brad. Yeah, Joel. Joel, we need you to go do a wealth welfare check on Brad. Welfare. Yeah. Um. <laughs> all right. So. Uh, well, uh, what we got on offer for you guys today, what we're, what we're talking about tonight, um, we're going to hit the comments from our episodes from last week. Uh, got two that we want to we jump into. Uh, as Sean said last night, and if you haven't, or yesterday, I should say, if you haven't seen uh, yesterday's episode, you should check that out because Sean, uh, Sean mentioned something about uh, a Green, Green Bay football team. Something, I'm, I don't, I'm not sure what part of England Green Bay is in, but we'll have to figure that part we'll out. Find out. Yeah, you're gonna find so, out. Um, yeah, we will get some strong geography here for for Green Bay. Yeah, maybe yeah. it's a maybe it's a Midlands team. I'm not sure. It um, is definitely a Midlands team. Got it. Got it. Um, then uh, the Saudi Grand Prix is this weekend, so we got some F1 uh, things to talk about, and then uh, we're gonna. Uh, lion share of our conversation. I assume it's going to be the lion share. Uh, it's going to be about uh, European competitions, uh, Champions League, Europa League, uh, the ever important UEFA Conference League. Um, and I swear someone told me earlier that one of you guys has trivia. Right? There, is there trivia? I don't know. Maybe there'll be trivia. I can find trivia by the end you, of the you had episode. You had a trivia about something that you and I were talking about before episodes, but I can't remember what it is anymore, that we should have I, talked I, about I, this I, off air. I got it. I'll get Brad with it. <laughs> oh. well, I know it off the top of my head. Perfect. Oh, no. Fantastic. Um, oh, no. So we'll probably get it wrong. If you're new here, if you're just stumbling across us and you are blown away by how professionally organized this podcast is uh, i would appreciate it if you hit that subscribe button ring the sub notification bell if you're on one of the podcast sites if you could hit it with a follow uh five-star review if your platform so allows it uh drop a comment on youtube uh share it with a friend put it on twitter something like that make a tiktok about it i'm not sure do whatever um post it on the gram as brad would say um all those things really do help us out and we really appreciate all those things all right shameless shameless begging out of the way um Let's get into the comments for last week. So both of these comments are in relation to the Chelsea-Dortmund uh, game, the second leg of the Chelsea-Dortmund Champions League tie that we will, I will remind you that Chelsea won that game 2-0, yes, won, won the tie 2-1 on over the course of two matches. Okay. Hey guys, guess what? Guess what? I feel fantastic now. All right. So Jimmy's right. comment. Jimmy's comment. Brad isn't really isn't wrong. Really, uh, Khan should have been sent off. This Amir Khan. Um, I said, I said live when watching that that's a penalty. Uh, we were very fortunate. So Jimmy's a, is a is a Dortmund fan when it comes to German football, and so he agrees with you that it was a uh, a red card and, and Khan in that. Yeah. Uh, I'll wait. I'll wait for your next comment before I before I. 
So, so Will, this is uh, this is Will's comment in relation to the penalty conversation that we had about Jao Felix and uh, fainting and consistent run up to the ball, all this stuff. And he, he quotes you because Brad yeah. Brad said, uh, "This is a quote from Will. Is it is attributing to Brad? He said, you got to wait until the ball hits, just like a free throw. So in basketball, uh, when you shoot a free throw, uh, the player shoots it. The ball, the ball player shoots it, and uh, you have the players have to wait. I think." I don't even think that's true. I don't think that's true in the NBA. I think you. I think once the ball's released in the NBA, you can go in. I think it's. I think that's a college rule. I have to. I'm not sure. Um, it is no. It is as soon as the ball is released from the hand in the NBA, right? It is no. It's all basketball from youth on. No, in youth, in youth, oh. and in college and high school, you have to hit the rim first before you can go into the lane on a free throw. Oh, okay. Um, but right. I'm pretty sure in the NBA. Oh, anyway, oh. anyway, um, Will's comment is LOL. Except actually. They actually enforce the no fainting rule on free throws, even in the notoriously lax NBA. So um, Will is Will's point is that uh, they enforce the rules. They enforce that rule on not on getting in the lane too quickly um, in the NBA. Unlike, and and the NBA is terrible about being like they let travels get away. They get people get away with travels, double dribbles, accepts, yeah, yeah, like calming tra- all, all kinds of stuff that they don't call in the NBA that they let people get away with, but that's what they enforce. So what, what, what say you, Brad, you, so, appa- so, you apparently have thoughts. So what Jimmy said is that we deserved two penalties and Chelsea got two penalties. Yes. So, well, even though I may have been wrong, about waiting for the ball to hit. I don't know. I got to look at the rules. We'll see if I was wrong or not. Um, still deserve two penalties. So I don't have any problem with this anymore. That's from a Dortmund fan that we deserve two penalties. I, I, I That's fine. But it is what it is. Yeah. I just, dis- I disagree. But whatever. I disagreed last week. If you're curious about my thoughts on it, you can go back to last week's news episode. And it's all there for you in 1080p uh, on YouTube for you. And you can hear my very well-made points. And you can hear Brad complaining about something in some sort of like (laughs) childish way. But my thoughts were really well created. And I expressed them very eloquently. I don't know what Brad sure. did. Um, okay, sure. Okay, so, so I'm I'm reading here on our rundown. It says American foot, America, American footy, Green Bay. What what am I supposed to What am I supposed to take from that? I've got my tin foil helmet has been in the fridge. Okay. Uh, since yesterday, All it right. is nice, nice and cold. It is fitting right on side of my head. Okay. The Aaron Rodgers saga. I have inside information to know that this is true. Is Aaron Rodgers. Sean Stradamus I'm moment, going, or Sean Stradamus. I'm looking right into the camera. <laughs> uh-oh. Uh-oh. I have seen the future. Aaron Rodgers, for the last five years in a row, has begged the Packers front office to please get me some new help at the at the skill position. Just anything. Just give me a running back. They gave him running backs. Give me some receivers. Nope, we're drafting them in the third round. Good luck. <laughs> There's, we got a guy from Fresno State we drafted in the sixth. Make him a pro, pro bowler. Like, that's what they're doing to him. Romeo Dobbs. Like, like they're, they're giving him no help. No help. And so Aaron Rodgers playing 3D chess as he does. This is what he thought up while he was in that hobbit hole smoking that paella 
for four days. Okay. It was, this is what he came up with. Hold on. I need editor editorial note. It was just a darkness retreat. There was no paella. This time. This I time. Did, this not time. Confirmed. Not, not well, confirmed. No, it was confirmed today. That's what he said today okay. on okay. Mac's show. Okay. All right. Confir- confirmed. No paella. Anyways. <laughs> When he was in that darkness hole, he figured out, I got it. I am going to convince, completely convince the Jets that I am coming to you on a trade. Get them to sign all of my receivers that I have. They have they're trying to get Lazard. They are trying to get Cobb. They are trying to get the tight end Mercedes Lewis. They're going to sign all those people. And then he's going to go back, swoosh, to Green Bay and be like, now you have to get me new new receivers because all of them are in New York. You know, you know what Green Bay's going to do? Draft another couple of them in the sixth round. It'd be the fourth round this time, yeah. Um. <laughs> They're going to draft some guy out of uh, Southeast Missouri State. Nobody's yeah. ever heard of. So he had some interesting. Uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers had had interesting comments today on on the Pat McAfee show. Um, that's all on on YouTube, I think. If you want to check it out, it was an interesting interview. Um, apparently, he was like pretty convinced he was going to retire um, when he went into the darkness retreat, um, and then he decided that he wanted to come back. And when he left for the summer, um, he thought or le- left at the end of the off season that he he got the feeling from the Packers that it was like, hey, take as much time as you need. Let us know when you've decided. And then when he got out of his darkness retreat, it seemed like he felt like something had changed and that that they had been shopping him and that. Uh, they had already decided to move on. And so I think he felt like uh, that the Packers kind of initiated that. Um, so uh, it's, it was an interesting interview. It was an interesting interview. Well, from for my experience of being a longtime Packers fan, uh, I, will, I will sum this up of how I feel about the Packers uh, in their drafting is that they, well, number one, they've been good for about 40 years now. That's true. That's true. Since like yeah. since like ninety well, since like nineteen ninety when they acquired Brett Favre, they've been good for for forty years, thirty years. Sorry, bad math. Thirty straight years, yeah, which like, is unheard of in the NFL. Like I'm not that old yet. Holy. Um. <laughs> it's so common. first of all, I trust. Them. But second of all, all through high school, all through college, I would be like, oh, first round pick. Let me check out the mock drafts. Let me see what we're gonna get. Let me see what skill <laughs> positions. I scour these things and look, and I'm like, all right, we got this person available, this person available. Then I realized maybe about 23, 24, that, nope, Green Bay is going to draft some. I'm an avid avid college football watcher. I know these players. I know the good ones, especially the ones that go in the first round. Green Bay, every year, is going to draft somebody I have never heard of. (laughs) And it's going to be some white linebacker from Iowa. Bro, that is... Like, it's... That's the Washington Wizards and drafting a foreign player in the first round of the NBA draft. It's just like, but the Spurs actually hit on their players. Except, yeah, I was going to say, except the difference is between the Wizards and the Packers is I just have to be like, all right, that player is going to be good, and then they do. Yeah, (laughs) they are. They are good. So, okay, so I have one question about one final question about Aaron Rodgers. He made a claim today that he said, debatably, you could make a debate that I am the greatest Packer to have ever played. There's a debate that could be had. Do you agree with that? Do you think that they, do you think he has a case? The only, the only argument you could have against that is Reggie White. And he didn't predominantly spend most of his career with Green Bay. 
That's the only argument you would have. Uh, maybe if you go back like a Ray Nishke, linebacker in the 60s. Brett, you don't think Brett Favre has a has – a He is head and shoulders vision? above Brett Favre. Head and shoulders above Brett Favre. Bart Stark? And, okay. and that's that's my childhood idol. Okay. I, I, like, I'm not an idiot. Look, I'm like, going to leave this to you because you're the Packers I, I grew fan, I grew up wanting to be Brett Favre, and me and Brett Favre share a birthday, baby. That's oh. my homie. Other than stealing money from the poor people to pay for your – other than the allegations he has right now, I don't want to be associated with that. <laughs> he used to be your homie. He used to be my homie. He's less of a homie. And then there were some dick pic situations. There's some allegations of stealing money from poor people in Mississippi. There's a lot of things yeah. going on what with does, him. What does Green Bay do to these quarterbacks that what? just drives them crazy? Because, like, Aaron Rodgers is losing it. Brett Favre lost it. I love me. I – uh, four words, five words. They draft receivers in the fifth round. <laughs> yeah, that's what they do to draft. All right. That's, All right. that's what they do to draft quarterbacks insane. Uh, Jimmy, since you're the only one who watches this podcast that cares about American football, um, I guess maybe, no, Emily, think... Emily cares about, about hockey. Yep. Um, I can't think of don't, any. Don't we'll watch, I think, American football. I think I have a wrong Joel. I'm willing to watch. Might... I'm willing to watch American football, but I don't care about American football. I uh, we can no. we can keep it anyway. moving. We've we've yeah, exhausted that one. Let let us know what you guys think about Aaron Rodgers. Um, <laughs> all right. So the Saudi Grand Prix, uh, it's coming yeah. up this weekend. Uh, we had a week off uh, after Bahrain. Um, the so... only reason it's relevant, right, is because we've we've made history. Tell me this has this has to be the earliest that anyone has ever taken a grid penalty, right? I, yeah, give us give us more yeah. give us more information, Sean. So Charles Leclerc of Ferrari, Ferrari, <laughs> is taking a ten place grid penalty for exhausting his season's limit of power units, which is inexplicable. On race two, on race two, this is in between <laughs> in between qualifying on Friday, yeah, and on Monday. They have decided that they have exhausted both of their power units, well, and they're okay. going to have to take the grid penalty. If everyone can remember, a very long time ago, uh, it was two weekends ago in Bahrain, uh, they uh, Leclerc did not finish the race because his yeah. his car stopped working, and power so his power unit died. Um, and this was the second power unit already because he tr- he exchanged his initial power unit with the one that failed on him during the race, uh, while. So he qualified on one power unit, changed it to a new one for the race, and then the, the power unit in the race failed, and that one was non-recoverable. And so they thought that the power unit from qualifying could be salvaged. It turns out it's unsalvageable. And so now he has to go to a third power unit, which is exceeds the two he's been allotted for the season. Ergo, he gets a 10-point place grid penalty, and it's just like, like it's such a fantastic situation for a team. Like, for a team that had really high expectations and and by by judging the memes that i saw on the formula one subreddits it kind of seems like this is a, a the mo of ferrari that like all through the off season and in testing everyone's like oh yeah ferrari's gonna have a good season and then when the season rolls around like the wheels just come off the bus and like there's always something with ferrari um but it's it's well, it's humorous well it, give, it gives me a little hope um like pipe dream hope given the first weekend because not good for McLaren, but uh, 
like if Ferrari are gonna get off to this stumble start, and all we had was pneumatic issues. Like Piastri, had, I forget what I need to look up what Piastri had. I knew it was something that retired it, him early. It was his, his steering wheel. They had exchanged steering wheels, okay. and then and then it, it failed to like load. Like the steering wheel stopped, didn't work. Oh, okay, so it was a safety issue to because he can't he can't operate the car without the steering wheel lighting up. Yeah, exactly. Like like well, re- realistically, he could, but that you're doing it blind. Yeah, you wouldn't want to. You wouldn't want to as a as a driver. You wouldn't want to do that going that fast. Not racing without any not with any information. Yeah, no. Um, but uh, Norris's was just a pneumatic issue. This is just get the right tubes in the right place. It's something some air is leaking somewhere. Yeah, just figure that out. Yeah. Replace the tubes. That's that's not a pro, that's not a production issue from the engine or the power unit. That yeah. is just some some air leak somewhere that we need to fix. <clears throat> that gives me hope because. Lando, before he had to pit the first time, had pace. Yeah, and yeah. and that's that's promising that your... we can possibly finish in front of Ferrari. Oh, okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, that's it, what I'm going it's, for. It's wild to me that that these things happen to Leclerc and nothing has affected science yet. I kind of wonder if uh, if 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 science if if we need to worry about science in like his car and whether or not like we'll see similar issues crop up from from his car. I see. I, I I wonder this because um, this is a deep thought F one that I'm not going to have an answer to. But <laughs> like, I wonder if I wonder if Carlos just drives softer. Like, I, I see. And I, I don't know if that's a thing because he's not that much slower than Leclerc. But maybe Leclerc just drives the car harder, maybe. and maybe that's what maybe. causes it. Apparently, Verstappen had an extra second of speed that he did not like. That like they had him trim. Red Bull was like, "Take it easy." I mean, you don't need to be flying. Yeah, I, I, no one is, no one believes that uh, that uh, Max pushed his car on on Sunday. Right. So what I'm saying oh, is like, maybe there's no need signs to. is doing the same. Maybe signs doesn't push his cars hard. I think I might agree with you. There. Oh, okay. You know, I see. Through parts. That's what I, I was saying. Yeah, I, just, so that was I just, correlation. Okay. I thought you were just like, oh, look how look how good Max were, is. No, there were teams <laughs> cutting cutting speed, and like as soon as one of your cars goes down, don't you kind of have to make sure that you do get points? Yeah. Well, towards cer- the end of the cer- race, cer- right? Certainly after Leclerc went down, yes, you cut, no. you cut you cut you tell Carlos to take it easy. If you lose a position, you know, fight your fight your position, try to hold it, but take it easy the rest of the yeah. race. Um, but that that's a that's a that's a unique point because if if Verstappen felt like he had an extra second, you don't want to show that to the rest of the field. No, no, no. Unless you need unless you need it, like you don't want to give that information away. Then that's what I that's the stuff I love about this. It's like you're Red Bull's never going to show that card unless they have to. Yeah, they can. If if this car is actually like two seconds faster than every other car, you'll we'll never know it. Then Toto Wolfs are gonna be like, "I know they're cheating. I know. I know they're cheating." (laughs) Mikey, no, Mikey, no, can't do this. Um, (laughs) All right, that's our F one update. We'll have. uh, They're they're spending too much on catering again. They are. They they're cheating. They're cheating. Gotta get gotta get those wings in there. Um. All right, we'll have an update on who wins the Saudi Grand Prix. <laughs> it's gonna be Max Verstappen. Um, we'll, Don't we'll, waste your time <laughs> watching it. Yeah. Don't watch. I'll give you. I'll give you another. <laughs> I'll give you another one. Another Sergio's shot. finish. 
Sergio's finishing second. <laughs> there you go. You All don't right. got to watch the race. All right. Uh, Champions tune, League. Tune in Sunday if you want to find out who finishes third. Yes. Right. yes. So we got the Champions League. do it again. Got the Champions League come, uh, here, here, come and gone this weekend. So we have our quarterfinalist. Um, so who would have thought coming into the uh, into the round of 16 uh, that there would be more Italian teams in the quarterfinals than English teams? Would you have thought that, Sean? Or Spanish teams? Well, I mean, well, it goes in terms of uh, the number of teams. It goes three Italian teams, two English teams, one Spanish, one German, one Portuguese. That's the breakdown. Um, so we've yeah. got we've got uh, Napoli, Inter Milan, AC Milan. We've got Chelsea and Manchester City. Uh, we've got Bayern Munich. Real Madrid and Benfica are the eight teams in the quarterfinals of this year's Champions League. The draw will be on on Friday after the Europa League and Conference League matches have had. They'll do all the draws together. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, they draw the quarterfinals and then also the semifinals in this draw. So we'll have like the finalized bracket after this week. Well, the semis are the semis. Like it just flows. That's what he's saying. Sorry. They draw. No. They draw. No, they no. draw the brackets and then draw the sides, so he know so you know who you're playing in the next round. Yeah, so but they draw the games and then draw those games. Yeah, so Brad, what I'm saying is that at the round of 16, so they, they draw the round of 16, and that's yep. it. You could draw the quarterfinals and then just do that, but there's they add an extra layer to draw like who they who like they pair this the quarterfinals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they put they put the four pairs yep. in a bucket and then draw two out and then the other two yeah. at the semifinal yeah. also. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I'm with you. So there yep. won't be a, another draw after the quarterfinal draw. This is the yep. final draw, and we'll is, have the path. Yep. As, as a, on the same page. As, as an aside, I just had a thought. Is there any of the, like the big teams, the Madrids, the the cities, the Milan's, Chelsea's. Is there anybody they fear more than Benfica right now? Napoli. Yes, Napoli. Oh, Napoli! I forgot about Napoli. But like, there's there's two teams right there that the big clubs are like, please don't give me them. I mean, also, it, it's almost like also, I think the, they they play the two weakest teams. Well, sure, sure, that, right? sure. Like, but Benfica Benfica hasn't lost, if I'm not mistaken. And Napoli is the highest scoring team in the in the competition this year. You know, right. Bayern doesn't want any part of any of those. I think Bayern City doesn't. doesn't City doesn't want any part of any of those. You I know, I I think I, I think the draw and and you're going to take offense to this, but I think the team that everyone wants to draw is, is Chelsea. Cool, bring it. Let's go. Yeah. And I I would agree with that only because you relatively know what to expect from Chelsea. I'm not. I'm not scared. Of I mean, that. I mean, Dort. Or uh, Graham Potter has mixed around his his formations a little bit, but they're a little. I feel like they're a little bit more predictable than than Napoli. Like the press is really hard to deal with. You know yeah, they're going to press, but it's kind of erratic. The press is always erratic. Like Ginga press was erratic. It was controlled chaos. I mean, Napoli's hard to deal with. Press. Napoli's attack is better than Chelsea's attack. Sure, sure, easily. Yeah, um, Brad, don't even right now inform right now. <laughs> I'm agreeing. I okay. said right now. All right. I'm agreeing. I said right now. And also their players are better. <laughs> okay. Um I don't I guess we'll find out. I, hey, I, I hey, can't I, I can't don't know if you know this. What if we if we draw Napoli? That's another written in the star segment here for you guys. Oh yeah? Yeah, 2011, 2012. 
How so? We drew Napoli in the quarterfinals. <gasps> I don't know if you guys remember that year, but uh, you don't remember that year, Brad. What are you talking about? We, we won the Champions League. How do I not remember? What do you mean? Drogba's header and then penalties? You're absolutely yeah. crazy. Actually, no, we right. played. I'm about. I messed up. We played Benfica. My fault. We played Napoli in the round of 16, and we played Benfica. So what you? That was. So you I, want? I messed so, it up. so you want Napoli and then uh, or Benfica. Benfica? I don't care. I'm. I'm. I. I don't care. It's written in the stars either way. However, it happens. Yep. It's whatever happens. It's written in the stars. It's always written in the stars. Yeah. So we're out. So, yeah. so okay. So that means that if you guys have caught my my what I've alluded to, that means that last week AC Milan progressed um, at the expense of Tottenham Hotspur. So when we recorded our podcast last week, we hadn't this game hadn't been played yet. Um, when you guys got this ep- the news episode, the corresponding news episode last week, the game had been played. So we couldn't have Sean's reaction to it at that point. But it was a nil-nil draw in North London. Um, what are your what are your feelings a week on? Like, was it was it quite heartbreaking in the moment? Were you disappointed? Um, what, what, just kind of lay it out for me. Uh, it's it's just frustrating because it that that uh, just like I'm not gonna will don't crucify me for this. I am I am just putting this in terms of how it feels to me, not equating the teams apples to apples. But it, Spurs are, in my opinion, a better team than Milan. We need to beat the teams that we're better than, just like Sheffield. And I'm not saying that Sheffield and Milan are on the same plane. I'm just saying that they are both, in my eyes, worse than Spurs. So we need to win that game. And sure, if we won the game and didn't win the tie, the, you know, we went into extra time, and then lost. Then that's a different story. You lose an extra time. You know, or it's a crapshoot at that point. Or penalties. It's a crapshoot at that point. But you got to score a goal at home. You got to make it a game. You got to win the game at home. That's the disappointing part. Yeah. Is is it's a, a nil nil draw? And why why is everybody not going all out for ninety minutes? Like, what are we doing? It's significantly more palatable, in my opinion. There's there was a couple things that have rolled across Arsenal subreddits and Twitter, like over the the course of the last couple of weeks, where like Arsenal would like got blown out in the first leg of a, a Champions League tie and then like play really well in the second leg, but like just not do enough to quite win it. Like equal it on on points, but like have a worse away goal record or something like that. Yeah. They've gotten away they've yeah. gotten rid of the away goals. Uh, but whatever. But like yeah, like uh, Milan are good, Milan were good, but you kind of expect Tottenham to at least score one goal, right? That's that's yes. disappointing. Um, um 180 minutes, no goals. I know Romero ended up with a red, and that's probably why the substitution happened. But you're going for the game, and you bring on Davison Sanchez and take off uh, Kulu. Yeah, it's that's that's a structure thing because because I, you, I I'm with you. I don't understand necessarily you why. Also I just to you just pulled um what was it? Who did you have? Poro. So Davies on the le- as a left back, and then um just dropped to a four man back. Yeah. yeah, make it work. That's what I would have done. And Davies, yeah, you had enough like, defenders on the on the pitch to make it work. But that's Conte, right? Like Conte, yeah. Conte requires wants his his back four and midfield to be. I think Conte back feels three. like I think Conte feels like he as long as that is stable and that is functioning the way it's supposed to, 
um, than the rest can figure itself out. Like you can make up for missing a player in attack, but he doesn't want to have to make up for missing a player in defense. Well, well I can, okay. I'm, I'm starting to see the vision too, because like I said, with the Wolves game and the Forest game, you can see the vision start to play out. The, the play between the five, well, especially the three back center backs and the two pivots in front of them, the play there, when they have the space to turn, then opens the offense. So it's, um, it's, it's working that back and forth until you find the pivot, until you find the go. Yeah, I and mean, then uh, and, and skip and skip and Hoiberg are great at that at, at, yeah. let it, at turning and going. Now I have I have a question because I don't know if I asked you this yesterday. Yeah, that did stop me, because um, I find it interesting that both Jose Mourinho and Conte had the same comment about the team that that they're both they're all nice guys, and that you need killers. Um, yeah, how I, do you go through what a year and a half? Was it two years, year and a half ish with Jose, a year and a half with Conte? There's no like because just because you have you nice guys, just because you have a manager, you're not going to change someone's personality. You're not going to change who Young Min Sun is. Like that though. But like, oh, that's my question. First, first of all, there's not a killer on Chelsea's roster right now, uh, and second of all, uh, we have Romero, <laughs> who is the most aggressive, probably the most aggressive player. With Xhaka retiring his aggressive coat, he's hung it up. He is probably married and has a kid now. He is not aggressive anymore. Two kids, exactly. Two, two little he has girls. calmed down. He has calmed down. <laughs> they might so, have a third. I don't know. Between Romero, Dyer's calmed down too. I think he's probably got a kid. But Romero is out here horny. And he's <laughs> single. And then this man, he will slide into every tackle <laughs> feet first. Like that dude is reckless. Oh man, he went. In, he went. He went into Holland in the city game. He went into Holland and no got reason. a yellow for it in the in the other half with Holland facing the other way. It was the most ridiculous yellow of all time. But I was like, that's what we need on the team right there. Just let them know. I, we, we with Romero on the team. How can you say we don't have a killer? I don't. I think that that's. I think you're looking at this the wrong way though. He's Rom a nuisance. Romero hurt you in the Milan tie by getting a sent yeah. off. You had 10 minutes left and that you had to play down a man because Romero went in needlessly to a tackle. I, you're right. I, I'm not going to ignore that. I'm okay. not going to write that off. I, I'm not, but we need that on the team. We need the edge. We need this tone setter. We need the bash brothers. Hoiberg can do that too. He just does it smarter. So I agree with you, but you also have to have, um, Discipline, right? So, so for the last three or four years, Arsenal have been knowing labeled, when to do it. Have been labeled as ill-disciplined, right? Like, oh, like like people getting red. We we, were, we had the most yeah. red cards yeah, in the you course went, of two years or something like that. You um, went straight in, straight from Kolchelny into Jaka. Yeah, yeah. Like so, so Arsenal were considered ill-disciplined for like two and a half years, and it wasn't until this year. I don't, I don't know if we've had a red card that, yet this year. Um, I'm gonna touch some wood but well, you had um, you had one last year oh we had at least two last year that i can think of off I think one against us right um we had one against early jaka was against city early on third match week martin and that yeah that's sh that shouldn't have been a no, that, that shouldn't have been a I'm, yellow martinelli or it shouldn't got, have been a red martinelli got the double yellow single play against wolves um 
that was he martinelli made a made a new record there. i think we had like three you definitely three or four red you definitely had year. a red in the game in the second tie against us i don't know if it was a double oh, yellow yeah or that was, was rob red. holding rob holding yeah yeah yeah, yeah i remember i don't that. know if it was a second yellow or it was two yellows red. it was two yellows um but that was after uh, sun elbowed rob holding like three or four times and should have already been sent off anyway um but like so like, i guess that's my point about you you need to have edge you need to like like if i think if i think about arsenal this year um players who have edge for arsenal um certainly zinchenko Xhaka still has edge um but they're a lot Tommy Asu. uh Tamiyasu he, he plays physical he does play physical but he's not um i'm never i'm never concerned that Tamiyasu is going to get a red card um I'm concerned that Gabriel will. I'm concerned that Zinchenko will. I'm concerned that Xhaka will. But everyone else seems to be pretty low-key. Um, but but they've never put themselves in a position yet this year where it's like, oh, crap, like they're doing some reckless stuff. So like, I, I hear the nice guy comment, Brad, but people aren't going to change their demeanors over the course of 18 months. These people are grown men. They are who they are. They're not going to, like, if it was a kid coming up to the academy and, like, they're hearing every day Jose say, you need to be stronger, you need to be harsher, you need, like, maybe you could you could mold an academy product who's 18, but Harry Kane, who's 27, Hyungmin Sun, who's 27, uh, Bentinker, Hoiberg, like, these players who are established, they know what their brand is, they know, who they, they know what their identity is, they're not just going to become hard men all of a sudden. Those are players that you have to acquire. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm with you. Well, so my my question then would go back to when you say killers and I described one and you said not that kind. What are you? What kind of killers are you yeah. describing then? Yeah, that that killer instinct that that going to get a championship goal because we know Harry Kane doesn't have that bone in him, right? Like I'm just being as, like as real as I can be. Harry Kane is a great goal scorer, but in the big moments, where does Harry Kane go? Through the sky. I don't know. He Am would. I, wrong? I mean, Harry Kane would. I, it, Harry Kane would have a European I, I, Championship if it wasn't for like Harry Kane scored his penalty in the Euros, ahead, in, in, in the Euros Championship if it wasn't for Gareth Southgate Sanchez, making Southgate deciding that to, to put two three players children. who haven't played a single yeah exactly three, three children, children two, the end, two of yeah. which who haven't played a minute and then Saka who's played the 3 minutes he put him on before and never taken a professional penalty in his life like so like like, it, like it, yeah, in that's the Euro, not... in the Euro championship if 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 England converts their penalties Harry Kane isn't labeled a bottler right like like a lot of that a lot of that discourse yeah. goes away if if either one of Sancho Maybe. Rashford or Saka score their penalty Maybe uh, I but think he hasn't done it at the club level has he No but okay. how many opportunities has he had to do it at the club level? Just like the Champions League final? I'm with you. And, and league, that's what the, I'm saying. And the, oh, yeah, the, and the league, league cup. Yeah. League cup. League so cup. That's, that's two. Yeah. I don't know. Look, I don't I'm not being He shows up in big games in the league. Like he, his, mo, his most scored against team that he's – all of the teams that he's played against is Arsenal. Yep. But you need a goal against Milan, and it doesn't happen. It's a team okay, sp- well, he it's can't a team pass sp- himself the ball. Team sport. Yeah, he can't pass himself the ball. I mean, he tries. He does try. <laughs> All right, this is what Brad wants. Brad wants uh, Harry Kane to do some keepy-uppies, pass it to himself off the crossbar, and then score yes. an overhead kick. Worldy. Yes. Yeah, like, I, like yes. Uh, what do you, I, I don't, I'm, he's always in good position. I, I don't understand what you're saying. Like, he, he can't cross himself the ball. Can't he? 
I don't know. He needs to have that. He needs to have that. He needs to try it. He needs to have that. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to, let me put that on the notes of integrity that I need to email Harry Kane. (laughs) Yes. That you need to be able to cross yourself the ball, work on that this off season. All right. All right. So, uh, Europa league, we've got, uh, Manchester United and Real Betis. I think that's from Spain, uh, tomorrow. Um, United carry a four to one advantage into that match. They should be through, um, Arsenal and sporting from, uh, London. I guess that's actually today for you guys. When you guys are listening to this, it's for, it's today. Um, so later this afternoon, uh, Betis United, that's, uh, again, United hold a 4-1 advantage. Arsenal Sporting, um, that's 2-2 even at the moment. Um, and then in the West Ham uh, AEK Larnaca game uh, in the Conference League, um, I-, I will give somebody, our, our, our trivia today is, where is AEK Larnaca? Lar- did we do this last week? No, yeah, we, we didn't. Did, did we? Did we, we did. Okay, where are they? Yes. I don't remember. Uh, it's Crete, in, uh, Greece. Oh, no, Cre- yeah, Cyprus. 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 Okay. Cyprus. Cyprus. Okay. We we did do this last week. Um. So the, uh, West Ham hold a two 0 advantage in that match. All the English teams in the Europa League and the Conference League have a good are in a good position to advance. Ars- obviously, Arsenal is in the most precarious position um, because they they need to get a victory. Um. And Sporting is the best of the three teams. Uh. Essentially. Um. Compared to, yeah. I have a quick question. Okay. Knowing that you are holding the lead with a firm grip and you are going to make Champions League barring a catastrophic fall, do you row this tie? No. So that you can coast it home and take the title home? Absolutely not. I want to win the Europa League. I want to win the Premier League. Will I be disappointed if we win the Europa League and finish second in the league? I'll be disappointed, but I'll be very happy that we won the Europa League. Um, will I be disappointed if we lose, lose the championship lose, and finish second? I'll be devastated. Yeah. So I'll go be, ahead and just knock it out now. Let Sporting be, move on. No. And just fucking and drive saying, it home. I think you're out of all the cups anyway. I think you're out of, out of all the cups. Just think, drive it home in the Premier League. I think more games is actually good for Arsenal at this point. We're getting healthy. And on top of that, it keeps everyone like there's not enough like like right now it's like it's oh we, we we're not focusing on the title we we have another game like we have we have to focus on the next game. Um, I think if they are if I think if the Arsenal team is only thinking about the Premier League, I think it's worse for them. If they if they look at this and say like the art all, all of our eggs are not in that basket like we're Arsenal like we're in we're interested in more than just the Premier League. We want to win the Europa. League. I think I think that, that helps feed Arteta and his ability to motivate the players. Also, do you guys really want Chelsea to be the last team standing in Europe this year? Next week's pod. I don't think anybody wants to hear me except for me. I mean, United, no, United will still be there. Or you mean from like the three of us? On the podcast, yes, yes. The only London team left in Europe. Oh, West Ham might still be. It's written, it's written in the stars. It's written in the stars. It's written in the stars that we're winning it. But, you know, I don't, I don't have any preview from the Europa League yet. Sean, um, Sean you, had, you had an interesting question about uh, this West Ham situation. Oh, sorry, Brad. What was yours? What, what was your... Um, before, we, before, before we go there, I, I, okay. we, I wanted to mention really quickly, did everybody see Pep protecting uh, Messi's legacy? Uh, giving Holland something to work for. Yeah, good guy, Pep. Uh, Holland bangs in five goals in the 60th minute. Pep pulls him before he can uh, score number six. And on top of that, Messi's five goals were all from open play. Holland did have a penalty. So there is some nuance here. So Messi might still be the best. Sure. 
I mean, yes, he is clearly. Yes, yes, yes. We're not disparaging Messi, but oh, I am. Ronnie Pep was like, let's let's get let's get screw the get Holland out of here before before he gets a sixth goal. Messi would be nothing without his uh his human growth hormone. Think, I don't think uh, <laughs> I don't think Pep thinks about that in the middle of a Man City game. <laughs> you know what? You know what Pep like, thinks about Pep the think, game this weekend. Pep, think, Pep thinks about that one time. Julia Roberts shaded uh, Manchester City yes. and went to United. All right, we're moving on. No, no, we're moving on. So, okay, Sean, you had an interesting question about West Ham. We had a conversation last week yeah. about West Ham, about whether or not they should kind of ship the the, the Conference League and just focus on staying alive. Um, Playing and- a team from Cyprus, they're basically going to the Middle East. I mean, Cyprus is not that far from no, it's not that far from Turkey. Yeah, Palestine. Isn't it closer to like Palestine, it's Israel than really close to all of them? Then it is Turkey. Um, it, it is a it is a trip. I think you guys said a five hour flight from London. Yeah, it is in the um, Middle East, just as a yeah. It's so, the Middle Eastern country, so it's just south so, of Turkey. So, so we we asked last week, do you go for it in the Conference League or? Fighting relegation, do you save it <laughs> against a Cretan? Cre- Cre- Cyprus. Cretan? Cyprus, sorry. Cyprus. Cyprusian? Cy- uh, what is it? Uh, I'm not going to butcher this anymore. <laughs> a team from Cyprus. Uh, <laughs> d- do, you, do you mail it in against a team from Cyprus and then go for it in the league? Well, they went for it in both. Yep. And then only came away with one point, and that's a fairly, given their position, that's a that's a good result against Villa to get the one point. But given where they think they should be, that's a bad result. You don't want to be drawing Villa at home. Yeah, like I don't even know that draw is a good result for them. Like they need three points. They're seven. They need they need three points bad. Like like. I mean, they I need guess, to get out of there. The, 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 good, the good thing for their situation, at least, that, that West Ham find themselves in is they play on Thursday today and then they don't play again until after the, the uh, international yeah. break. So, like, they can go for it in the in the conference league, make sure they get the result they need, and they're going to be playing at home. Um, that even echoes my question. Why didn't you mail it in Thursday to make sure you got it on Sunday like, to just go full bore today knowing you got two and a half weeks? All right. Uh, let's be honest. None, well, of, none of us watched that game last Thursday, so we have no idea how hard they played in it. And like, sure, like but like, sure. it's it's really just like the travel issue, right? So like, they had to, to fly to, to to Cyprus and then fly home. They probably didn't get back from Cyprus until midday. Uh, the question is, did they sleep in Cyprus or did they get on a plane and fly back to London? I would imagine they probably got on a plane and started flying to London, um, sleep a little bit on the plane, get home, sleep more, have a late trading on Friday have a light training on Saturday and then play on Sunday. But like that's a, the the Thursday, Sunday European tie and then having to go basically all the way to the middle East and then back that like, that's, that's difficult. It's not like going to France and then coming home. Right. So, you know, like, or like Spain, like, you know, like, like France. Yeah. So like it's, 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 it's a hike and a half. Time zones too. It's time zones too. I don't know. I I don't know if that's two over there. It's probably two. At least, at least two. Yeah. Would be my At least guess. two, my guess. So I don't know. I think it's 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 tough to it's tough to say if they made the right decision last week. Um, but they should but go through. 
they should go through. They end up winning conference league, then I think we can say, yeah, they made the right decision, right? Because well, you still get European in, money. Even if you're in the championship, you still get European well, they're money. In, if they, they win that, they're in Europa, no matter well, what. Well, I mean, are they allowed to no. be? Well, like, the, so the problem yes. is... Well, Unless they get relegated. Well, like, the, the Premier League and the, like, the English Football League, they have to sign off on all of, like, the paperwork and the admittance and things like that. I don't know what the rules specifically stay, say about whether or not they'll admit a championship team um, to the European uh yeah. tournaments that i mean that would be okay i'm now i want west ham to get relegated and them to win just <laughs> yes, to see what yes, would happen yeah. now i want to know um all right sorry west ham fans all right quick trivia who's got quick trivia i got it all right all right so uh next week we will give you trivia <laughs> okay all right well if you're still if you're still listening um maybe tomorrow maybe tomorrow maybe tomorrow um yeah check we'll do we'll do preview trivia there you go that's that's what we'll do this week <laughs> so, we'll do it maybe at the start of the episode thank you for for still listening if you haven't yet hit the subscribe button please do so now ring the sub notification bell um five star review all those things the things that we asked you about at the top do them now. We'd really appreciate it. Leave a comment down below so that we can talk about them next week. Hit us up on Twitter. Uh, that guy is at KSBradG. Down below us at Whiteheart underscore Sean. I am at James Tiffany. Collectively, we are at Redcard underscore Radio. Um, and we'd love to hear from you. Check back tomorrow. We will have a preview of uh, games in Match Week 28 and the FA Cup. Uh, we got both competitions this weekend. Um, so until that time, have a good one, and we will see you guys next time.